the list last hour of the most annoying things that uh, you do every day that annoy other people. And it's a good list to look at because I'd like to know what are the annoying things. Humble bragging. Oh, man, I try hard to avoid that. It's so tempting. Clicking a pen is number 37. Like, that bothers you, doesn't bother me. But I need to know it bothers people, so I try not to do it. Yeah, it makes me uh, crazy that just that frequency. (laughs) But, yeah, Marshall does. He's totally unaware he's doing it when he's doing it. Snapping your gum. I don't know. What is that? What is that? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. I like loudly chewing your gum, like smacking your lips. This one bothers me, doesn't bother others. Bringing smelly food to work, or really anywhere. God, on the plane, there's somebody Urf. sitting in front of me with the big bowl of hot, smelly food. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, no. People are savages. Uh, talking incessantly about your diet. <laughs> I know that's one you're a, you're a fan of. Oh, yeah. I, well, I have to police myself. It's working for you. You're happy. You're losing weight. I'm down, like... 11 pounds. Feeling good. Feeling good. I'm putting on shirts that uh, were, well, a little too snug hmm. just a few short weeks ago. This one, you got to give people a pass. But I'm not going to bore people with how what I'm doing, how I'm doing it. Maybe this is the reason it's number 48 on the list of things you do every day that annoy other people. you got to give people a pass on this. Gushing about new relationships. It's, come on. Yeah. It's like the biggest thing that happens in your life the few times it happens. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, you got to turn the other cheek. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you have done it or are going to do it. So. Somebody saying, you know, spending two weeks in the Bahamas has put me so far behind at work. I'm just, I'm working so much now. I mean, that you cannot do that. So that's the number one uh, annoying thing on here, humble bragging. Well, that was actually a powerful combination. That was the humble brag as well as talking about how busy you are. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, yes. What are some other good humble brag examples? Oh my gosh, it's so frustrating finding a place to clean my first place trophies. <laughs> I don't know where to go. <laughs> right, right. People do that with their kids, too, a lot. I try not to be that Give guy. me an example of that. Um, um, oh, it's nice you had a visit with your kid. It's it's tough, um, tough finding a time to visit my son. He's senior vice president of investments for... For uh, for Facebook, so he's busy so, all the time. So he's very busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, the uh, the well crafted double there. Yeah, makes me nuts. You know what I have focused on and trying to avoid that, and it's it's it's. Yeah, I think everybody's got to be honest. It's hard to avoid. Sometimes you do it without even like really realizing you're doing it. But I don't think it's good for me. Not only is it annoying for other people, I don't want to do it for my own well being. Because it's usually something that what what do you what do you what are you bragging about? That's either you know circumstances that, that you should be thankful for, or there was luck involved, whatever it is. I just I don't. You didn't build that? Are you Barack Obama? What? Now I know it's good to be happy and grateful, and 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 you feel that and you want to express it. You just have to be careful, right? The humble brag. What does it actually say on this list? I didn't read that. We all have our days when we're eager to share a personal victory, but don't know how to bring it up without sounding like we're patting ourselves on the back. I tell you what, the modeling industry these days is so crazy. I mean, I go to shoot after shoot, and then, okay, so you're a model. Okay, great. I remember a girl. That's why you told me I that. Remember, it's funny. I remember a girl saying that's a humble brag. One of the great humble brags that sticks out in my mind. I'm standing next to this, uh, well, she was my girlfriend at the time. Uh, so I'm standing next to my girlfriend. Forgot the timeline. Standing next to my girlfriend, and we're watching somebody model at the mall. 
And and she said, oh, she should really turn her hands sideways. You don't want to do that with your hands. I'm kind of ashamed that I know that. And I thought, yeah, I know. You were a model okay. for a while. All and right. now you're... Oh, wait, did I just do a humble brag? I didn't intend to. No, you uh, did. But you, you clearly yeah, I heard did. it. <laughs> he clearly that, did. That was that a story was to tell about the time you, you dated a model. Absolutely. That was not my intention. Oh, Busted. That's all. what every humble bragger says. <laughs> that's not my intention at all. Uh-huh. Well, that gets Unbelievable. Back, mm-hmm. That gets the back to my And it got so tiresome because I dated so many models, oh, and, and I, they were always doing that. Got the timeline confused because, you know, there were there were a lot of them. Right, and then, you know, the times they're on magazine covers, and we'd go into a store, and it was just, yeah. I know. Wow. Wow. It's hard. So that gets to my. It's harder than you think it is. Yeah, that's why I rarely talk about my personal victories, and I talk about my enemies' failures. That's my go-to in <laughs> that's conversation. Healthy. Yeah, that is hilarious. My Not in my intention at all, and yet it was there. Mm. Mm. But her pretending she was bothered by the fact that she knew about modeling yeah. while she was criticizing another model. I thought that was so hilarious. You know what I'm guilty of? And and I, I try not to be this guy at least too much because it was funny. I sat next to that guy at a baseball game. I was and am a baseball freak. And I played and I coached and I really wanted to play in college. I got hurt, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, uh, if I'm at a baseball game and I'm helping my wife, for instance, or my daughter understand the game, it's difficult not to have your knowledge slash expertise become a humble brag, like your modeling girlfriend. And there was this dude, he had to be 22 years old, and it was he's with some cutie. low-level modeling. Maybe that's why in my mind it doesn't seem like that big a deal. Talking low-level. He's still trying to justify his this humble brags, folks. This is Vogue or something. I mean, this is low, low-level. But this guy, he early 20s, I'm guessing, he's with some cutie, and he was relentless, I know better than the players guy, and I know better than the coaches guy, and I know better than the umps guy. And he clearly was just saying, oh yeah, I was a big deal on the best ball diamond. I mean, with everything he said. I was thinking, oh, there, but for the grace of some self-control, go I, and just don't be that But guy. haven't you ever had this situation, though, where somebody, I think, is trying to do the right thing, not humble bragging, they're holding it back. But, like, so you're going on about how, uh, you know, you went to this place, and it was interesting, and you're talking about it, and then at some point they threw in, yeah, I, I lived there for, like, a month, or or I used to play professional baseball, or whatever. Right. And you think, oh, why didn't you say that at the beginning of this I conversation? Know. Now I, I know. feel like a jerk. I know. But they were trying to do the right thing, I think, by not yeah. mentioning. Right. I actually, uh, uh, shout out to Mike. Maybe we're to get back to him. Um, he was uh, my assistant coach, coaching Little League, w- way back when Declan was a little kid. And um, he's a great assistant coach. He was super with the kids and a hell of a nice guy. He didn't say anything until midway through the second year we were coaching together that he'd been, I think, a double-A ball player. I mean, he was a sniff away from the major leagues. And this guy knew everything about baseball and, and drills and coaching and the rest of it. And I'm like, dude, there's, there's being kind and self-effacing. Then there's like holding back on me. Take over, for God's sake. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do that stuff. You do that stuff. some real baseball right yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, that's, but that's my example. Good dude, of, so. Good dude. It's a, it's a tough one. It's yeah. a fine line. Yeah. Uh, is it? Is it not? Maybe it's not. Uh, yeah. I don't know. 
Those of you who are not just constantly, bitterly self-conscious are probably thinking, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> I, I, I wish I could live in your brain for yeah. a day. Uh, Texas, I'll just hit you with this quickly. It doesn't take a lot of time to tell you, but Texas is the latest state to be hit with one of those cyber attacks that's uh, a ransom. They, they, oh, the they, ransomware they, thing. They lock up yeah. your computer systems and say, give us some money or we're not going to let you run your city anymore. And, and then, or we will destroy all of your files. Yeah, All of your water department files, your police files, just everything we have access to. And this is a big one. This is in Texas. 22 municipalities have been infiltrated by hackers demanding a ransom of $2.5 million. Oh, my gosh. Which is a lot of money. And if you're new to this stuff, these cities, they get together, they have a meeting, they have their consultants come by, and the consultants will say, it will cost you $4.5 million dollars to restart everything and fix everything if you don't pay the ransom. If you do pay, you're encouraging it happening again, of course, which is the whole thing with uh, ransom. Well, and it's just damn uh, angering that you've been put in a position to do this. You you just don't want to give in. Well, there's an example. uh, These numbers might not be exact, but it's close enough to make the point, and I think it was in Pennsylvania, a town that refused to pay the ransom of... And it was a smaller one, like $70,000, and it cost them $10 million Oy. to fix their system. Yeah. On the other hand, if you start giving in to extortionists, when does it end? Uh, in this particular instance, um, you can't pay your utility bills. You can't. Well, there's all kinds of things. Think of anything you do interacting with your city, and you can't do it. I don't know how we're going to deal with this in the future. I, I really don't. I'm sure yeah. the FBI is trying to figure that out. Well, they're working on it as fast as they can. The message to municipalities is you are not safe. I mean, it's it's almost like, you know, every individual fish in the school is probably safe from the shark. And so people are uh, are uh, hanging their hat on herd protection. But your town, your county, your company, your hospital, because there's a wave of these things attacking hospitals at one point. Um, The only reason they haven't gotten to you yet is because they haven't gotten to you yet. And so they're saying you've got to tighten up your computer security. You've got to spend the time and the money. There's more of these than you think. A lot of towns don't. How do you know what I think? A lot of towns don't. I think there are 50 million. A lot of towns don't talk about it for good reason because you don't want to alert everybody. Hey, this is really easy to do. People are doing it all over the country. You usually get the money because there's nothing we can do about it. But there have been 169 of these since 2013, 60 this year in the United States. And that's attacking towns. Yeah. Wow. Yikes. Oh, man. Property tax records and just, you know, there are lots and lots of paper. Well, it's not paper. It's it, it electrons. Ha- that's the point. <laughs> the reason it's so difficult is it happens, and I don't know how you get away with this, is to don't click on bad emails. Well, it's an email from somebody you work with. It's an email you get all the time. Jim sends me five emails a day. And and you get one from Jim sometimes that says, here's a link to blank, check this out. You click on it, they're in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it looked like it was Jim and the other is either. Coming up, spinning the wheel of Florida man stories. Also, San Francisco business owner attacked by crazed bum as the grand experiment in lawlessness continues. Fantastic. On the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty Show. A couple of great examples of humble brags. 
uh, for either sex, either women saying, when you're a size two, trust me, you can't find clothes. Oh. They just don't keep that in stock. Vomit. Or or guys with the, yeah, when you, they never have the athletic cut in the suit jackets. So right. I have to special order them. Oh, that's rough, dude. <laughs> so sorry. Thanks for sharing that. And Sean, go ahead. Uh, are we just going to pretend like you're not? Wearing a Britney Spears t-shirt all day? We're not going to ever address that? I am wearing a Britney Spears t-shirt because I think it's funny. (laughs) It is is funny. I think it's so far off brand. (laughs) Yes. Go on. (laughs) I find it amusing. Percentage (laughs) of Britney Spears t-shirts that are worn while simultaneously being tucked into jeans. (laughs) With cowboy boots. Yes. Probably that one. Very low. That's the one. That'd be very low. (laughs) Nice. So, I think... Number one, you have a growing problem. Number two, you have the news media finally waking up to it. People being attacked by bums and junkies. Case of a San Francisco business owner. He actually owns a very, very famous uh, truffle shop. It's a fancy candy shop that tourists go to like crazy. Um, And and a dangerous bum uh, invaded his business, then attacked him on the sidewalk outside. Here are some of the folks involved. Is this the victim first? Or do we have, yeah, the victim first? Yeah, fire away. They jumped on me, got me on a headlock, and I was suffocating. One of the customers who was at the table said, oh, let him, let him stop the fight. And the guy said, oh, don't worry, I won't kill him. I just want him to pass out. And I was screaming for help, help, somebody help me, because he had me really good. And I could not move, and I thought I was going to pass out very fast. But my hero here helped me, and that was it. Yeah, his son grabbed the bat from inside the business that they keep around just in case and was about to bash the guy with it um, when the guy finally let him go. But one of the stranger and more troubling aspects of what happened was as this guy, as the son is trying to save his dad from being choked out by a lunatic. Well, Quite possibly dying. Right. We'll, we'll let the young man describe what happened. The civilians who were sitting down, the customers who were telling me not to do anything, what they were telling stuff? me to put down the bat and stuff. Telling you to put it down. You want to close it? It was weird feeling because you don't know whether to act on your own instinct or to act on what uh, the population is saying. So uh, they will. N- don't hurt him. You have to have compassion. He's just homeless because of Trump's economy. What are these people doing while this man's being attacked? I, I know. Watch are you just going to watch him die? Or telling the son, leave him alone. It's just absolutely insane. It just makes you mad to even hear about. Thank God everybody's all right. It would be months, I'm guessing, before you stopped thinking about that every day. Right. And the rest of your life that you think about it regularly. Right. If you're either one of those, the son or the dad. Yeah. Uh, If you weren't listening earlier, we shared a bunch of emails about the the bums and junkies, the West Coast bomb explosion from people who actually deal with it, including a very nice uh, homeless lady who said, you guys are 100% right about the bums and junkies and the lawlessness and how lawlessness is being permitted. She said, not only is it incredibly dangerous for us, and we can't get the police to do anything about it because their hands are tied. She said, then it gives the rest of us a terrible name when we're trying to get a job, trying to rent a room, trying to rise out of it, because people see the bums and the junkies and... and, and, uh, well, it gives everybody a bad name. It's really frustrating. I'd say. Um, transition music, Michael. I don't want to hammer people all day on this. <clears throat> we haven't played transmission music in a long time. 
So is this from serious to not serious, this music? Yes. When we uh, when a transition is too jarring, even for the Armstrong and Getty show, we play this to make you forget about what we were talking about, whatever that was. I don't remember. Can we get to the chorus? Because we never get to the chorus. This is Take On Me, the AHA classic from the 80s. Played badly on a flute. That doesn't begin to describe it. I want to hear the chorus is coming in. Here we go. Is anybody hurt? Wow! Okay, that's, that's, that's good. Never mind what we were just talking about. I've forgotten my name. And I wet my pants. That's astounding. You know, I I am a musician, so this headline uh, attracted me. Musician inspired by the great outdoors went into the wilderness. He was killed in a bear attack. Wow. Wow. He was born in the summer of his 27th year, and then he was eaten by a bear. That's a shame. That's a shame. Did the bear get the guitar? So I mentioned... Is it for sale? Is I'm this, assuming he's a guitarist. Maybe he was the guy playing that recorder. <laughs> has this ever happened to you? I don't have time. I'll mention it later. No, you don't. I don't have time. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Hong Kong protests flaring up again. We've got U.S.-Danish relations torn asunder and even more restrictions on the police use of firearms while on patrol. Oh, boy. And we also have to spin the wheel of uh, Florida man oh, yes. stories. Hey, Danes, give us Greenland. Look at me. Look me in the eye. We're not kidding. Greenland belongs to us. All right? We probably ought to talk about, I guess tomorrow, as we're running out of time, um, where we are on gun legislation. You know, we had that horrible week with three shootings in one week, and it looked like maybe there's going to be some movement on gun legislation, for better or worse, whether you like it or not. Right. But it looked like something was going to happen, and now there's been some backpedaling on one aspect of the background check, but uh, increase on the other part, the red flag laws, with there are a couple of polls out there, super high approval for red flag laws, even among uh, Republicans Mm -hmm. of all stripes. Yeah. So that might happen, although they're going to be very complicated from a legal standpoint. Oh, the devil is in the details. No, no doubt. doubt. Yep. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Our protesters in Hong Kong are once again out in force. NBC News' Janice Freyer says hundreds of demonstrators are staging a sit-in at a train station to mark one month since a violent attack there by masks assailants. They had started banging their batons against their shields. And that set people here into a frenzy. Uh, So they've been getting anything they can to make barriers. Vending machines, ticket machines. Ticketing machines to use as barriers, vending machines, and it's on again. On July 21st, a group of men suspected of organized crime links flooded the Yunlong station and began to attack the protesters. The demonstrators are flooding the same station to protest what they're calling a lack of progress by police in investigating those attacks. So they've now managed to shut down the train station there. Wow. Mitch McConnell in the Wall Street Journal today trying to get everybody's attention about this all. Sooner or later, the rest of the world will have to do what the protesters are doing. Confront Beijing. Interesting. Yeah, heavy. Uh, On a less heavy note, Marshall, you're being accused of humble bragging. 
yesterday telling us about how you have to special order your 35-inch uh, waist pants. Clearly, not a humble just, brag, is it? Just You're clearly just, just trying to say how slender you are. And no. Fit. You're just in between sizes. Right, 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 right. You could have just said you're in between sizes. You wouldn't have had to have mentioned the very svelte number. I yeah. could. I also mentioned my unique proportions, <laughs> which apparently caught a number of people by surprise. <laughs> there are almost 8 billion people on Earth. Are you sure they're unique? <laughs> oh, very, very much so. Okay. All right, in another matter, Danish Prime Minister Meta Fredriksson says she is disappointed and surprised by President Trump's decision to cancel his visit to Denmark after she called Trump's idea of buying Greenland absurd. Give us Greenland. Trump. I'm not going to say it again. No. Taking it would be absurd. And that's what we're going to do if you don't (laughs) sell it to us. At a reasonable price. Right. You want the gold price or you want the iron price? You pick. Uh, Trump offering to buy the... Send an aircraft carrier toward Greenland. See if they change their mind. Trump offering to buy the See island. See in about a week. <laughs> <laughs> he offered to buy. He offered. A, uh, he offered up good cash money to buy the island from Denmark. <laughs> Trump scheduled to visit Denmark on September second and third as part of an European tour. Tweeted his decision early Wednesday. The cancellation, we are told, has stunned the Danes and blindsided the Danish royal palace who had invited Trump to visit. And this is me learning that there's a Danish royal palace. I didn't know they had a queen. Roy, the uh, prior active Marine, you're never a former Marine, you're always a Marine, and retired teacher, points out that, oh, that silly President Trump, wait, what? Democrat Harry Truman tried to buy uh, Greenland. For $100 million back in the day. Uh, on the other hand, he, Truman probably didn't get all butthurt and refused to visit with them when they right. said no. But uh, that, that, that gal who runs Greenland, she was a little verbally abusive. There is no reason to get all mouthy. Look, we want to buy Greenland. I'm, she, she runs Denmark. Um, right, right. There's yes. no reason to get uh, crazy. Yeah. I had somebody once say, hey, uh, uh, would you like to sell your house? I'm looking for a house just like yours. I didn't get mouthy on him. Say, buy your own house or something. No, I said, thank you very much for the offer, but no, I think we'll be staying. All right. Plus, they got a queen in Denmark. What no, kind no. of real country has a queen at no, this no. point? No, no, I mean, I knew they did yeah. back in Shakespeare times, but I didn't know they still did. It's a good point. Meanwhile, police officers in Phoenix, Arizona, have a new requirement that they must document any instance in which they point a gun at someone else they've got to fill out you don't a form. have to now well, they i'm surprised that, does that not you... seem unreasonable no they? no so you can end up in a situation yep. where you've actually drawn your gun and pointed at someone yep. and it's just funny thing happened today jim i thought, thought i was gonna have to shoot somebody turned out i didn't up until now it's interesting to me now they got to fill out a form about the incident that'll be reviewed by a supervisor the new policy's been put in place amid a recent outcry from the city's residents about aggressive police tactics so the chief came out at a news conference and said this is the first step in being more accountable, being more transparent. So they're going to have to be doing that. And one last note, Keanu Reeves is coming back for a fourth Matrix movie. I know there's a lot of fans out there going, yes, the three I previous... I didn't know there were three. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be the fourth. The three previous films have uh, earned over a billion and a half dollars globally. So Keanu will be back. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I will most likely see that movie each day the first three days it's out. 
Really? Oh, I love The Matrix. Really? Yeah. The cool. first one blew my mind. I'm not going to deny it. Absolutely. I don't think I returned for any of the uh, the subsequent nah, efforts. You, but you missed you missed some good fight scenes, but not much else. Now, yeah, the director please. is Lana Wachowski. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yes. I love his or her work. <laughs> he was a him, and then he became a she, right? That, that is oh, correct. Really? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. So I picked up that mo- The Matrix. I saw, like, I was switching through channels and realized, oh, this is The Matrix, and I don't know if I was halfway through or toward the end or whatever, and I had no idea what was going on. That's my only exposure to The Matrix. I, I just yeah. I was lost. Yeah, coming at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. To, to me, that was the seminal mind-blown at the movie theater Legit changed the way that I looked right. at and processed the world after I saw Please it. Really? Yeah. Were you high at the time? No, no. This was before I before I was ever even interested in such things. Well, before it was legalized, so of course oh, you wouldn't. Yeah, right, exactly. me Johnny Straight Law. Exactly, yeah. exactly. All right. All right, time to free the bird. Oh, Squawky. Well, that reminds us, uh, a fabulous listener sent us another uh, physical manifestation of Squawky. Uh, a squawky statue. He, squawky's our bald eagle that we keep chained in the control room to symbolize freedom. Otherwise, you'd fly off. Exactly. Um, uh, you teased a couple of things that were good that we had to get oh, to. Oh, we got to spin the wheel of Florida Man stories. Including one of the options is a botched castration. Hey. Oof. Hey, it looks to me like you're botching my castration. Nobody ever uses it in the present tense, the word botch. It's always botching. botched. I am botching. You appear to be botching this. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're botching this robbery. No, it was a botched robbery. Listen, I paid you good money to castrate me, and you're botching it. Yeah. I'll try to work that into my daily... Uh, <laughs> Just Excellent. My daily yes. thing. Um, I was going to mention my favorite album of all time, maybe, uh, came out 60 years ago. Whoa. I'm, I'm trying to try to work that in. But I have this weird thing. Have you the ever Monkey's had, Greatest Hits? Have you ever had this thing that something <laughs> means enough to you that you like don't want to talk about it? It feels weird. Yes. I mean, I have that with kids and marriage and stuff sure, like that. Sure, yeah, where, yeah. But Explain to your coworkers why you love your wife. Yeah. Exactly. You're casting pearls before swine. Hmm? Or it seems to it seems to tarnish it by even trying to put it into words sometimes. Right. And just, right. But I feel that way about this album. You got hogs running around in pearl necklaces. What? Anyway, oh. all that's on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Bill Maher has responded to Tlaib What's-Her-Name, one of the squad. Maybe we'll get to that later as she uh, advocated a boycott of his show. Oh, for goodness He has goodness a good response to I'd that. love to hear that. Do you want to hear it right now? It's not very long. Yeah, go ahead. Hit it. She advocated... As, as enticing as the Florida Man stories are, I... Yeah. He called this, their movement a BS purity test. Right. <laughs> and called out the media for not doing their homework on what that was all about. If you don't know what the story is, don't worry about it. One of the squad is anti-Israel, and Bill Maher called her out on it. He's, uh, his, his mom and dad, one's Jewish and one Catholic, so he's, he's half Jewish. Mm. He's not religious at all. But Anyway, um, she called for a boycott of his show because he didn't stand by them. Bill Maher said, some people have one move only, boycott, cancel, make go away. But here's the thing. The House voted 318 to 17 to condemn the hashtag BDS movement. That's the group that was behind her going to Israel or right. to Palestine, right. as they call it. <clears throat> Including 93% of Dems. Does Tlaib want to boycott 93% of her own party? 
Right. But I like he's always called out the whole boycott thing, whether it's somebody's trying to boycott him or Rush Limbaugh. He's against it. That's not the way you do things. Right. It's Make not your, the way to get anywhere. Right. Craft ideas so good they persuade people. How about that? I'm reading more about this uh, guy, this composer who uh, in his 40s was living his dream of exploring the rugged landscapes of northern Canada before he was eaten by a bear. That's a shame. You don't know if he was uh, like starry eyed and dumb about it like some people are. Just had terrible luck. You're yeah, way out there in the sure. wilderness. You could be a full on. Uh, you you get bears completely. Yeah, and get eaten by a bear. Armed, ready, an adventure, etc. When you're slumbering, man, you're you're uh, vulnerable, and that's that's uh, what was happening. He was asleep. He and his uh, sweetheart were asleep, and the bear decided it was dinner time. And that's bear talk for this Wednesday. We'll see you next Wednesday with another episode of Bear Talk. Hit the theme music. <laughs> Where's the theme music? And <laughs> uh, <laughs> the bear ate the theme music as well. Uh, let's fl- spin. Did we? Did, let's spin the wheel of Florida man stories. Oh, I like it. Is it going to land on Florida man arrested after allegedly performing botched castration, or Florida man attacked by a kinkachu after feeding it a watermelon? What's a kinkachu? Is well, that a Pokemon? It's <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's worth ninety seven points or yeah, whatever. It sounds it's like good either attack a and defense stats. Pokemon <laughs> or an ethnic slur, a kinkajou. A uh, man in Florida was reportedly attacked by a kinkajou, a furry mammal that's native to South and Central America, an illegal immigrant mammal. Uh, the ferocious animal, a relative of the raccoon, uh, attacked this 37-year-old guy. He's uh, outside his girlfriend's second-floor apartment. He'd noticed the creature the night before the attack and fed it watermelon. Feeding wild beasts. Always a good idea. Never a bad idea. 5.30 the next morning as he left the home to execute the walk of shame, I'm sure, as the two are not married. He stepped outside and the kinkajou chomped on his ankle and slashed his calf. It was not a nice kinkajou, he says. It was super aggressive. That is a direct quote. Fantastic. Super aggressive. It made, it's like the guy with the cat. Our cat is very, very hostile and it's making noises at us and we're hiding in the room. Where's that tape? I call for hearing that tape once a week. That guy. (laughs) Was it in Portland? Yeah. The guy who got locked in his house by a angry cat. Yeah, he and his woman were both Called cowering. Nine one one, like a bobcat, mountain lion no, sort of just thing. Just their house cat, right? But it was being like, super mean, like a two pound thing. <laughs> yeah, huh? Yeah, regular cat. And uh, moment by moment, as the cat held them hostage, his woman's uh, respect for him declined. Right. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Till at the end, she just said, "Leave." He never and he said, "No, I he, understand." He never knew the pleasures of her again. I guarantee you that. <laughs> so anyway, this vicious South American kinkajou uh, makes a beeline for the door, and he had to chase it in the bathroom with a frying pan, where it remained cornered until authorities that's a, arrived. That's a decent weapon, right there. Uh, we could hear the toilet bowl lid open and shut. It was so crazy. Signed, Andy Cap's wife. For anybody who knows what that means. Wow. Now that's a reference. <laughs> All right, I got to Google something. <laughs> yeah, and, and apparently, as long as we're uh, visiting the arrest records of Florida, um, this guy, uh, this is not funny, this post by the Sheriff's Department. I won't even repeat it. Um, they, uh, uh, the cops responded to a 911 call and found a 
Uh, 74-year-old man won Gary Van Riswick, who uh, said, yeah, I've just uh, castrated this fella, and it didn't go well. A grown-up, I hope. Deputies found the man on the bed with a towel over his groin. But it was a gro- not a child. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, he, he literally removed the man's testicles. All right. At his behest? Yes. He, uh, and they, knowledge? They met online on a... They met online? One more reason to unplug the internet. Oh on a website God. that caters to people with castration fetishes. Oh, what the hell is that? And this guy not only did that, but they said, what the heck? What are you doing? He says, well, I've done it before. I wouldn't have been able to tell you there were three people on planet Earth with a castration fetish, mm. let alone another for a like a, a website good lord getting he, lightheaded he also <laughs> said he'd done a similar procedure on a man in a local motel a few years ago that turned out pretty much the same but he couldn't remember the other man's name I thought i was getting better at it but i'm not man this one went poorly also now oh, maybe i should read a book or something well if it's two i mean d- two is a trend three is is a serious problem he told deputies he'd performed a similar procedure on the man a week earlier, but delayed it when something came up after well, trying to sanitize the area. There's a joke in here sometime. If he does it a third time, three strikes, you're out. But four balls is a walk. <laughs> you're right. There's something there. There's a really promising joke there. <laughs> then he started and didn't do it, so that's a balk. I don't know. Maybe I'm going too far. What's the training uh, for this sort of thing, you might uh, wonder? Kind of ad hoc amateur castrations. Well, he'd practiced on animals and then oh, done it geez. to himself in 2012. Oh, he did it to himself. What? Yes. Takes a steady hand. Regular <laughs> Jonas Salk over there. A steady hand and a series of mirrors, I'm guessing. Takes some serious focus. All right, all right, all right. Keep going, keep going. He was charged with practicing medicine without That's a license. one. Resulting in bodily injury. Second failure. He's held on a quarter million dollars uh, so, bond. I really think the most interesting part of this is there's, there's a website. There's enough right. people... To, like, communicate with each other oh, over yeah. this fantasy? Yes, yes. As we were saying, wow. that's one of the big problems with the Internet. A guy like that might eventually say to a friend, you know, I've got this fantasy about having my nards removed. Dude! And his friend would say, that's crazy. That's really seriously crazy. And you'd, you'd think, yeah, I probably ought to rethink that. Now you get it reinforced online. Sheriff's Office actually said in their press release, and I quote, uh, Mr. Van Rizwick really dropped the ball on this one. Well, who Maybe. asked for that? Nobody. Cops, seriously, uh, you're better than that. Geez, Officer Henny Youngman, thanks for that. Terrible. That's weak. Final thoughts with A and G. Yeah! Here's so your strength you out, but four balls would be a walk. <laughs> right. But it was six balls. Ultimately, yes. Three strikes. Yeah. yeah. That's where we get hung up. So close. <laughs> Final oh, thought from right. everybody to round out the show. It's uh, Michelangelo pressing the buttons in the control room. Hit it. Well, today I learned that Jack Armstrong used to date models, and he wanted oh, everyone geez. to know about it. Well, wow. whoop you do Jack. <laughs> Should I kiss your wow. feet? Wow. Nice. Way to go, Michael. Wow. Way to take him down a peg. Marshall, <laughs> fellow humble bragger, Marshall Phillips, your final thought. Along those same lines, you know, after work, I'll be visiting my model girlfriend to show off my special order 35-inch waisted pants. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, positive, Sean, do you have a final thought for us? Yes, Matrix 4 uh, in the works, reportedly to begin filming next year. One of my favorite casting what-ifs, Lawrence Fishburne played the part of Morpheus. Uh, Sean Connery turned down that role to do A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and that is when Sean Connery stepped away from movies because he figured I lost the ability to pick scripts. Wow. Interesting bit of trivia there. Hmm. Uh, now you, Trebek. <laughs> Jack, 
Final thought? <laughs> Doing back-to-school shopping with the kids this afternoon. Loading them up with clothes, pants, and pocket tees, and a new pair of shoes. What a cherished childhood memory that is, and I hope it's good for them also. I'm doing a little back-to-school stuff, too, for my college student daughter. I'm writing a giant, giant check. Mm. That's our back-to-school shopping. I need to shop for where I'm going to get this money. Oof! A money shop. That sounds <laughs> Yeah, and I, I know I rail about uh, college and the bloat and the rest of it, but, you know, on her career track and at this point in history, we couldn't figure out what else to do. And it's not that expensive because she got a scholarship. And I said, honey, that's where you're going. And she's made the most of it. It's been fantastic. But my dream school is... Armstrong and Getty Rabbit have another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thanks a little time go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have the fabulous interview we did with Tim Sandifer about why the New York Times is so wrong. And the colleges are so wrong about this country is entirely based on slavery. Also, the uh, article that he wrote for Reason.com, which explains uh, the history of it. Really interesting. You want to know this stuff. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just... Change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Armstrong and Getty.